Thanks for joining us today on Cece and Doc Talk, where we talk about everything under the sun. You never know quite what you're going to get, but you'll always be entertained. We are here today to talk about feedback and the gift of feedback. No! <laughs> I hate feedback. That is so <laughs> true. <laughs> you do resist feedback more than more than <clears throat> many. I do. Except That's a whole different podcast with trauma attached to it. Okay. And yet I there's others that accept feedback very graciously. So, but this is more about how to give feedback and the art of giving feedback to somebody in a positive way. Um, which you are very good at. I must say at one time she actually was the boss of me like at work. And so I am experienced at receiving her feedback in a platonic professional manner. And I will say she was the best person at giving feedback that I'd ever encountered. And again, I am not great at taking feedback, but Amy could deliver it in a way that would make you feel really good about yourself afterwards. Amazingly And just so. say thank you, right? Just say thank you. So I would just say thank you for that thank wonderful you. feedback that you gave on how I give feedback. You're welcome. So, so part of the art around my feedback and my philosophy is you should be putting the wind in somebody's sail, not taking it out. And if any feedback takes the wind out of somebody's sail, then you have to figure out a different way to approach it because um, anyway, so I'm going to kind of ramble through some of these uh, strategies that I've used. One is, um, first of all, let me start with a story on how I learned how to receive feedback. And I was in college. It was my ninth year of college. So my final classes before I graduated with my PhD. And we had been going, a lot of the same students had gone through the, the many years the, at the graduate level. And so the instructor, the professor had us one at a time get up in front of the class and sit at a table and the rest of the class was to provide us feedback on what is going to interfere with us being an effective or successful consultant. All right. So like this one go this one guy goes to get up there and sit in the chair and before his butt even hit the chair somebody yells out and they didn't do it in a mean derogatory way but it's going to sound like that. Somebody yells out, "Get a haircut, kid." <laughs> Because he looked like a surfer dude, right? If you're looking at being an effective, uh, successful consultant. Might I remind you, this was a long time ago. Early 90s. All right. So, <laughs> get a haircut, kid. There were different professional standards back then. <laughs> and, and by the time he showed up to the next class, he had a haircut. And he looked fantastic. He did look much more professional. So, my experience in that classroom environment was I got up, sat in the chair. At least my butt got to the chair by the time. And somebody goes, you're young. And the only, the only, the, the instructions were the only thing we could do was say thank you. And so I, um, I got up there, I'm sitting there and somebody yells out, you know, not yells out, they, they stayed. You're young. And I said, thank you. Another person goes, you're female. And I say, thank you. And in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to work on those. <laughs> right? I mean, what are you supposed to do? I'm young. I'm female. Okay. So that right then I learned that sometimes the gift of feedback is like the gift of fruitcake. You just say thank you. So if somebody brings you the gift of fruitcake around Christmas or the holidays and you don't like fruitcake, what do you say? You just say thank you. Now what you do with it behind the scenes is up to you. So what was I going to do with the gift of 
fruitcake saying you're young and you're female. Maybe that's the reason I like birthdays, right? Because I like turning 30, give more credibility to my name. I love turning 40 because I was finally a professional, finally turned 50 and now I have wisdom and I'm, and I'm way away from those comments of being young, yet I'm still female. So I really could only do something with one of them and it took time. <laughs> um, so, all right, moving right along, I am rambling. Um, so the whole gift of fruitcake is, is sometimes it's like the gift of fruitcake and you just have to say thank you and what you do with it behind the scenes. So that's as the receiver. So now as the giver, I've learned that you can, you can approach it from a philosophy of the yes and. And so uh, some people will do it in a, a format of the, the, the marshmallow sandwich, which you said. Let's I call, call it, it the what? shit sandwich. Because it's sandwich. the shit in the middle. You give the good stuff on the outside and then you deliver the shit in the middle. Right, and shit it usually the transition between the piece of white Wonder Bread on the outside to the shit in the middle goes, you know, hey, you've been doing a great job and I really enjoy, but, <laughs> so anytime you use the word but, it erases the sentence before. And so I And by always, the way, everybody knows that's coming. And they know it's coming, you know. Hey, you know, you look great today, but, I mean, it just, boom, it wipes it out. So using the beauty of the and, you know, and so, I use a strategy that heavily uses the word and, and I also use something called keep, stop, start. So in my one-on-ones with my employees, it's like, okay, so let's take a look at what do you want to keep doing because it's working for you? Well, one of the things you want to keep doing is reaching out to your coworkers and establishing that relationship and, and where you want to stay visible and have alliances, especially in this work environment. And whether they say that or I say it, I usually them give, give them a chap an, an opportunity to share their perspective first. Right then I can go, I agree with you that that's working and you want to keep doing that. And I also see that you, that you should continue to do that. So it's an and, it's the beauty of the and. So that's the keep doing. And then, and then there's maybe a stop doing. Is there anything that you're seeing that you need to stop doing? And whether they start first, again, I give the opportunity that they start first. So, you know, well, maybe the, one of the things that I need to stop doing is just saying yes to everything, every request that comes my way. And so they already see it first and I can then support that. I agree. Your willingness to say yes to everything is going to create a very much of an imbalance in your life if you, you know, continue to, you know, because we teach people how to treat us. And so I agree with that. Now, if I wanted to add to it on something that you may want to stop doing, right there would be my opportunity to then go. And another thing that I might recommend is that you stop volunteering to be the first one to jump out there on the plane to go meet these clients where it takes you three days to get there, three days to get back, and it's only an hour presentation or an hour meeting. It may not be the best use of your time. So I'm agreeing with them and I share my perspective. And then there's a, what do you wanna start doing? Is there anything you wanna start doing? And again, here's your opportunity for them to present first, and then I can do the beauty of the and. And so, you know, maybe I should start doing virtual happy hours with the senior leaders. I think that's a great idea. And you may want to do a couple of virtual happy hours with some, some of the individuals that are not so obvious, maybe in the, the larger corporate world um, outside of our immediate division. And so there's a way to deliver that feedback in a way that is a very inviting for future behaviors. Because I truly believe that feedback is a constant course correction. And that comes from like a, a, a shuttle trying to get to the moon. You know, they have to do little tiny tweaks along the way, but it's a constant course correction for somebody to get to the journey 
of where they want to go. Which is very much coming from the coach perspective. So I'm going to challenge you to now translate that to providing feedback to someone who is not an employee. So a family member, a spouse, a loved one, a friend, etc. How do you take that same approach and apply it to someone who's not an employee or a subordinate? I think depending, it's a great question by the way. Um, thanks for putting me on the spot. No. Um, <laughs> I know you're you all know. in your professional self, but more than that, <laughs> listens to our podcast, so gotta touch them all. Well, I'm gonna go back to one of my key phrases. People don't argue with their own ideas, yep. right? So if it's not their idea, it's going to go nowhere. And you can't change a leopard spots. So are you providing feedback because you think you're going to change their behavior or do you just need to maybe bring something to their attention on how, uh, you know, the impact that it's having on, on others, on you or a larger group or, or whatever the case may be. And so um, I would say, you know, some ways not to do it is like being passive aggressive, you know, <laughs> being silent and then stewing over it. And, and definitely don't use that but thing. <laughs> and get resentful, you know, hey, I love you, but, you know. Um, but if there's something that, that, that you want Again, look at your intentionality. Are you trying to provide insight and feedback for them because it's something they need to be aware of, or are you trying to change their behavior? And if you're trying to change your behavior, good luck, because <laughs> it's just, unless it's their idea, it's not gonna happen, okay? And so you don't wanna create resentments in that area. And so finding out, um, I don't know, is there any sort of an example that we can draw on here to around that? Feedback to a friend. Uh, okay, so a friend who's maybe looking for a different job, you know, uh, you know, helping them with the, the questions around, you know, what's their ideal? What are you looking for? What, what's the best you can hope for? What are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to preserve in your world? What are you trying to avoid? You know, um, and, and walking through some of those questions. And in walking through those questions, I can provide insight or observation because I get a better idea of where they want to go. Um, but if all of a sudden I'm going to blurt out to a family member, no, that's not gonna happen and you need to all of a sudden be aware of your obnoxious behaviors and, and all that, <laughs> well, that's just not gonna go anywhere. Um, you know, maybe feedback around being more uh, caring in your approach to a project. Um, you know, um, you know, if I if I have expectations around how something is uh, assembled or so, how something happens, I need to share those expectations up front um, so that I'm not disappointed. Because unspoken um, expectations are predetermined resentments. That's a CCism. It is. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I'm answering your question. I think you can do some of the same strategy in that, but it's around intentionality. You can't change a leopard spots. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Let's say that I, I, you know, this happened. One of my, my one of my clients decided that uh, it, in early on in the pandemic that the the parents were going to get on an airplane and fly somewhere, and the kids were going crazy. It's like, no, you're not going to get on a plane. Right. And so the kids providing feedback to the parents are through a heart of peace. Because we care about you, mom and dad, and we want you to be around a long time to see our, your grandkids grow up. It really is bothering us the impact of this behavior 
is that we are very distraught over you getting on a plane and putting yourself at risk. And our preference is that you don't do this trip. Sure. And, and so stating it from a personal impact perspective, but it's still going to be the other person's choice. And you want to do that when you're providing feedback, constructive feedback, especially with employees too. That impact statement is, is huge in having those conversations. And we talk about this a lot with coaching. I mean, people sometimes don't, don't see the impact beyond themselves and the immediate team or the, you know, the immediate boss relationship. So providing that, that larger impact is and longer term impact, it can definitely be very powerful when delivering feedback. Yeah. The impact of your, your behavior is, yeah. um, and then let them solve it. So I guess to wrap up the example I used, this was a real example. You know, these parents had means enough that they decided to figure out a way to do a shared private jet. So they, they didn't not go on, on a trip down to, uh, to Florida, but instead they found a different way to get there that would provide some peace for the whole family. Right. And so it, it did influence their decision in right. the end. And, and not everybody obviously can do that. Amy, right. Amy works with more um, high net worth clients and yet, you know, uh, a different decision for a family of lesser means might be to, you know, jump in a, in a rented RV and make that trip and, and keep it safer. So yep. I, I think there are definitely options. And again, it's about, it's about allowing them to solution for themselves, which is something that you've always been very good at in the workplace. So switching back to the employee perspective, you know, you're very good at pointing out people's strengths, letting them leverage their strengths and letting them have that autonomy and independence in how they work. And so then providing feedback sort of becomes a, a little bit of a less um, stressful event, I think, for employees who work for you. Yeah, I think it's, you know, again, the intentionality is for the better of the good, right? And I would always ask people, what are three words that you want other people to use to describe you, right? And if you, I mean, normally it's not bitch, rude, you know. <laughs> and, at and, least you hope not. If that's the case, you're fired. Right. So one of my toughest employees had a reputation of being very rude. And, and there was an activity where we were doing it, and she was a self-proclaimed bitch in the activity. And so... And in other I, words, she said... I, I, I would be seen. I'm a bitch. I would, I, be seen as a I would be seen as a bitch. Or you know, it was doing a real colors. She was in the blue group, and and she and um, she's like, none of these words would be used to describe me. You know, <laughs> compassionate, caring, loving, family. You know, all that. She goes, it would be more like bitch. You're in the wrong group, girl. And I'm like, what are you doing in this group? You know, um, I won't say what group she should have been in. Um, but anyhow, she. I then used that to have a, a feedback conversation with her. And again, some people call it feed forward. I can't. I can't, I didn't I get can't, that. I can't do that. Anyway, so. We're old school. Feedback <laughs> is feedback. <laughs> so I shared with her, you know, all right, um, you know, yesterday you actually self-proclaimed that people would call you a bitch. And so I'm using your words and I want you to know that that reputation is probably larger than you realize. And I would like for you to think through what is it that you want to be known for? We have a huge restructuring coming up where they're going to centralize uh, all of this division. And if you're known as a, a bitch, are you going to be one that's really wanted in this centralization or not? So there's the impact of that behavior. You may not have a job by having that. And then I 
And then the question was then, does this come as a surprise to you? And she said, no, right? So it's usually not a surprise. And then it's like, okay, what would you like to do about this and how can I support you? So even hard feedback when, when, when it's not a surprise. Now, if it's a surprise, that's a different story. You know, no termination should be a surprise because you know you gave it your best in trying to give the feedback to make sure that it was their choice to, to change their reputation. And again, what three words do you want others to describe you? Well, unemployed, terminated, bitch, rude, you know, not them. And so, um, but you know, you know, if you want to be seen as thoughtful and knowledgeable and, um, you know, maybe even, even um, full of wisdom, well then what are you doing on a regular basis to display that? Do your behaviors exhibit that every day? Well, and I think that that approach could even be uh, used with with a friend or family member again, or or even even a colleague. You know, if if you had to have a conversation with somebody, let's say you have a friend who's like ridiculously obnoxious and keeps complaining about her job, and yet you know that she's obnoxious. She's probably obnoxious at home and at work, and so you know, being able to translate that feedback back and say, you know, what's, what's, what's your part in, in making this a better situation? And, and, or even let's say you have a teenager who's, who's struggling with, with a teacher or something else, you know, just, just always kind of bringing it back to what's your part in making this a better scenario, right? So that goes back to you're hundred percent accountable for 50% of the relationship. relationship. Yep. So if you have a friend who's constantly complaining about, you know, a work, let's say it's a, a colleague or a boss or something, you know, you know, to share with that, your friend, you know, you're not going to be able to change your boss's, you know, you can't change a leopard spot. So you're not going to be able to change them. So what are you going to be doing? Cause you're going to, you know, you're going to be living with this person for at least eight hours a day for how many more years? And is this how you want to continue to experience this relationship or what can you do to have a different perspective around it? And again, I go back to the whole heart of peace thing, which is to come to a perspective of what is this other person going through that you have not recognized? Right. And what are then compassion that you could have and change your perspective? And what's your state of being? Are you going into it with this person's a jerk, this person's an asshole, and as opposed <laughs> to, um, you know what, I need to have compassion for this person, or I'm the one looking for the argument, or, you know, so what is your state of being? What's your perspective? And, and how you can take a look at that. To a, 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 back to your other one, if you have a, a child who's really frustrated with a teacher, well, again, you know, chances of changing that teacher right. are pretty Absolutely. minimal, but changing somebody's change perspective on how to deal with that teacher and live in that environment. And what can you learn? You learn more from the people that you dislike and don't relate to and that are harder on you than you do from the most genuine uh, relationships. Absolutely. Real quick, do you want to share what the heart of peace is? Because you've mentioned it a couple times. Heart of Peace, um, I, it actually comes from the Anatomy of Peace. A book from the Arbinger um, Institute. A, a book from the Arbinger Institute. And it's, it's looking at how can you have a heart-centered approach to conversations. And um, I had the experience one time where one of my colleagues was driving me crazy. I mean, absolutely. I mean, just 
um, you know, is showing up to meetings late, not following through on her assignments. And uh, I didn't know if she was going to be there or not or come through. And then we'd have to present together and I would be like, well, where did this come from? And after I went through the Arbinger Institute's Heart at Peace, um, you know, it really helped me look at what is this person struggling with? Well, you know, she was new to the corporate world. Her, her, she had issues with her parents. Her dad was dying and her mom was struggling with the disease. She was driving a couple hours each way to try to take care of them and that whole process. And, and here I am being the insensitive corporate person thinking I'm better than and I deserve and I know better. And, and so... And of course you did. Of course I did. Just ask me. <laughs> Let me show you how, how, how uh, wonderful and exceeding uh, expectation. And, and I had to change my perspective that I didn't, I was looking at this person from a, I, I'm better than perspective. And once I realized that I'm not better than, I, I'm in a different, I have a different lens, I have a different perspective, and I needed to change that, then I was able to change my inner, my peaceful state, so to be able to work with her from a better perspective. So I didn't have to give her the feedback of being this scattered, incompetent person that I wanted to, I had to change my perspective. So it was self-feedback for me. And if I remember correctly, the professional version of that same book is called Leadership and Self-Deception. Leadership and Self-Deception. Also from the Arbiter Institute. Yep. Yeah. And these are, these are, you know, they've been around the block a few times, and but they help you, uh, you know, get that different pers perspective on Small things. Small books, easy reads, not... Yep, it's not, a parable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there's been a lot of useful information that's come from those. So I've been rambling here. Um, I hope it's been useful and hope this feedback has been good feedback. Um, How do you know when to provide feedback? If you're, not in a, if you're not in a boss subordinate situation, how do you know when to provide feedback? I'm gonna go back to the purpose of feedback is to help somebody progress towards where they wanna be on their journey. And so it's not about you. It's not about me. Yeah. No. If somebody really wants to be a fantastic presenter, public speaker, and I'm seeing that it's, they're just monologuing and trying to provide us, uh, you know, just this diatribe of knowledge as opposed to it really being about what the audience needs to hear and to how to engage the audience, you know, that might be a time for feedback. You know, you could also, you know, put that into more of a mentor role. Right. Um, you know, if somebody, if you know that they're trying to get somewhere and you can help them be more efficient in that area. And if they're open to it. Some people are not open to it. Yeah, absolutely. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to give you feedback. <laughs> but so, you are pretty hard on yourself and you do a lot of self-analysis and, and self-improvement in and of that so yeah you can't tell um, me anything I haven't already said to myself that's right but I yeah. can reinforce where you want to go absolutely all right well thank you I know that this was actually this podcast was a request from it some folks request. that you work with so yeah so using feedback in a positive way thank you very much for listening thanks for tuning in to CC and Doc Talk We'd love for you to follow us on social media at CCNDoc. That's C-C-N-D-O-C. And you can visit our website at ccndoc.com. 
We also take monthly donations to support this broadcast if you're so inclined. We'd love to hear your comments, suggestions, and questions, and we'll do our best to respond. Thanks, and have a fantabulous day.